This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, production at Cadbury's here in Aotearoa, Dunedin has ceased long ago. The workers have left. The machines gone now. The very buildings that housed Cadbury pretty much also gone. But memories of uh, the work and the workers still very much alive and uh, in large part also due to the production we're going to talk about this morning. Bittersweet acknowledges all the hard work of Cadbury's workers, particularly the women, and aims uh, to make the ordinary extraordinary. Bittersweet uh, returns for a short season as part of the Autiporti Dunedin Heritage Festival. It's brought to us by Talking House Productions and uh, one of the actors in the piece, Claire Adams, joins us on the line now. Morera, uh, Claire, great to have you with us. Morena, Jeffrey. Lovely to be here. This is such an authentic story. And it's authentic because it's the very words of some of the women who worked at, at uh, Cadbury's. Tell us how Bittersweet came together. Right, so, um, well, Talking House, which is the local um, theatre production company from Indian, based in Otakoti, uh, we've, we've done quite a lot of verbatim shows. So verbatim is, ta- is basically taking original testimony from from people and sort of presenting it in a sort of docu- documentary-style theatre is another term that it's often used. And um, in the past, we've done pieces based on the rope walk, the Donoghue's rope walk, um, gas men, which was based on the um, men who worked at the gas works, and Karen Elliott, who was one of the main people who does this research and develops these pieces, decided it was time to tell some women's stories. And uh, Cadbury um, was, was a perfect vehicle for that. Uh, so, yeah, so within that, it's, it's interviewing people. Um, and this, this is quite a long process. It's not just that you just go and, you know, get them talking and record it and go, great, that's our show. Um, it takes time to sort of develop a relationship, find the right people, find the right combo of people who want to talk as well. And, and to sort of get a, you know, a varying point of view of a story is always useful. And, um, Karen did this work. She interviewed, um, I think she interviewed many, many different people, um, but it, whittled it down to sort of seven women sort of testimony uh, and she sort of interviewed them over you know over a period of time and um, and then she edited it I think she had about four and a half hours worth of interviews that she got down to a 56 minute piece uh, and then brought the process of sort of then bringing on well she worked heavily on the editing with her with um, Danny Stills a wonderful um, very talented local practitioner, and then sort of brings the they bring the recordings to us, who are the actors, and we sort of we sort of beaver away on our own for quite a while. We also have video; she records them on um, video as well. So we have we we can see all these sort of mannerisms and action, which we also try to sort of capture, and so we work on that, and then we sort of come together. Um, it's a relatively short rehearsal sort of process as a combined group and then we present the work. We've always got the testimony in our ear. So we've got an earpiece um, which we listen to their words. So we, we we can't sort of go off and be, you know, overly dramatic and put our own spin on it as actors like to do. We have to be very, very true to what we hear. So it's it's a very interesting process as a as an actor. Um, but it, it, it keeps you real. <laughs> that must take some getting used to, uh, having this constant 
commentary in your ear as you're delivering what, you know, what after a while will become a familiar script, but um, mm. still, as you say, uh, I imagine as in other productions uh, from time to time, you try a little bit of this, try a little bit of that, but here you're, you're constantly focused on the authenticity of what you're delivering. Very much so, and 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 weirdly, it's best if you don't, because if you become too familiar, you start preempting, and that's that's a real trap in this sort of work. You've really got to keep very focused on what they're saying. I mean, I always say it's a bit like being an avatar. You're sort of the conduit, and as an actor, we sort of we we so often interpret. And we don't have that process, but it really makes you keep true to a voice. I mean, I'm always amazed when someone talks about something quite uh, sort of meaningful or, or, or something quite traumatic in their lives, how the voice often deadpans. You know, we're, as actors, we often try to embellish it with more emotion to evoke something in our audience. And so you, so you learn a lot about, about the way people sort of convey messages, but also how speech patterns work. So it is, it is. It is. It's a great process. It's been very fun revisiting it because it's been sort of four months since we, or five months since we did it last. And um, and I thought, oh yeah, I'll re- I'll remember to do this. But it's taking quite a bit of work to get back to to really being sort of true to what that voice is. So yeah, it's an interesting process as an actor. Many of Dunedin listeners will have seen Bittersweet when it was initially produced and put on at Toy Otago Settlers Museum. Um, one of the things, and I managed to catch it there, and it was fantastic, so thank you. <laughs> um, one of the things that, that is also apparent uh, is that uh, some sections of it are the women, you know, two or three women together talking and interacting with each other. Really interesting also, I imagine, from an actor's perspective to, to get a glimpse into or the way that authentically people interact with each other, talking over the top of each other, finishing off each other's sentences, egging each other on, supporting each other. Very much so. I mean, that's the fun bit. I mean, I love the I love the group scenes, and um, but it is it is quite it's amazing. You realise that you actually when you, you know, think about what they actually say, the through line is it doesn't quite make sense of one person, but because it's a combined conversation, it's sort of as you say, people you are you are sort of adding into the narrative together. Um, it is quite chaotic and it's it's hilarious on the recording because you actually have to really focus because it's hard to hear which voice is your voice. Yes. <laughs> Um, it, it, it is funny in parts. It is certainly very moving. Uh, and uh, for those who are mm, less familiar with how things basically went down in the last few years uh, of Cambridge production here in Aotearoa, it's an eye opener into how it really is for people when they face uh, the prospect of change. Uh, when the rumours start to circulate, when people try and search for information about what might be going on, that about matters that are going to affect their lives very seriously. Mm, yeah, very. I mean, one thing we've really noted with doing this, it's a universal story. I mean, I suppose it is sort of when, you know, big corporations take over and what happens to the people with that loyalty. And I think that message comes through quite a lot. I mean, in terms of these people who worked there for years and years, you know, like 30 years, 40 years, and then sort of basically that unknown, and, and a lot of our, our women talk about that sort of, you, you know, that, that, that feeling near the end was 
how horrific it was. It was like losing family. It was like, you know, they equated it to, you know, being told you had cancer. I mean, it, there was, it was quite an emotional and intense the way they sort of describe what they felt. And and I think it was sometimes, and I think in, within the story, you hear how it was sort of done. And, and often it is done like the messenger Sort of, you know, things get diluted from the top, and then, and I mean, you know, someone has to stand there and tell people, you know, go home, you haven't got a job, and it, and I think that is a, unfortunately a, a story we hear time and time again, and I think, you know, for it being a Dunedin story, and for people, there's a wonderful line where, you know, everyone knows someone who works at Cadbury's, and 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 I think that is the sort of the resonance that the city felt that it was very. You know, everyone had some sort of connection, you know, who, with Cadbury's and people who worked there. Um, and, and just that sort of devastation that it was just all taken away. It was the end of an era. It was the end of, you know, a culture, really. And and, um, certainly yeah. that's a very strong um, component of Bittersweet. Also, it's a glimpse into... A bygone era, as you say, many uh, well, some of the women um, that feature in Bittersweet have been there for many years, and you know, the ways in which people worked, the ways in which they went about their daily lives, the ways in which their family lives were structured, um, their expectations of what they might get out of work and with careers, and and making decisions about about um, you know what aspects of the work at Cadbury's they might take on. A fascinating glimpse into um, different ways of working. Mm, yes, yes. And and just the, the enjoyment of going to work. A lot of them talked about, you know, they couldn't wait to get to work and see what happened. And, you know, the working on the night shift. And, and, and as you say, a lot of them, you know, they worked their way through the different... Um, the different jobs and roles, and there was a, this wonderful security. A lot of them talked about that that sense of family, that sense of belonging, but also the security it gave them in terms of you know their jobs, their lives, their family, and um, and and the fact that that was again just sort of taken away um, was was incredibly devastating for them. Clear um, the performance that I saw at Toitotago Settlers Museum. What did you say four months ago? Um, there was some people from Cadbury's there, and I imagine that was mm. true of a lot of the performances at Toy 2. How uh, has it been presenting that work and getting the feedback quite directly from the audience straight after? Well, it's, I mean, it is amazing. At first, it was, it's a bit unnerving where you're talking as someone and you're staring straight at that person, but... Um, but it's it, it's sort of wonderful. I mean, I feel it must be. I mean, I don't know what it would be feel like to actually have you know me on stage. I mean, it must be weirder for them than it is for us in terms of the story. But the, the fact that many of them came multiple times, and the wonderful thing is meeting their families, and 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 it really makes it you know they these are real people. This is their real story, and you do feel that sort of sense of obligation. Okay, you know, you, we've got to be true to them and. It's, it is quite powerful. I mean, over the years as an actor, I've done lots of fictitious characters, but I've also played real people. And it is, you know, being a real person and, and really and telling their story is, is quite a, um, it's quite a powerful thing, really, you know. And I think it's so important because I think for them to see other people sitting in the audience and valuing what, what their story was and, and validating them, I think, has been, I know for, for certain for certain members of the of the um, of the women who came, that's been incredibly important and powerful for them, and and quite healing. I think, yeah, I think it's been a great process for them.
bittersweet unwrapping Cadbury's. The women workers share their stories. It returns to uh, Dunedin. It will be at the Otago Pioneer Women's Hall Friday, Saturday and Sunday performances at two o'clock. Otago Pioneer Women's Hall, Claire, that seems appropriate, doesn't it? It does, it does. It, it just seemed perfect when Karen and I were thinking of her venue, we suddenly thought, of course, this, yes, because the whole, yeah, that place is about women and, 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 and giving them space. So, yeah, fantastic place to do it. And nice to be doing some theatre, Claire. It is. It's, it's, we're, we're very privileged, yeah, but, you know, it's great. It's bittersweet as part of the programme, uh, busy programme for the um, Otipoiti Dunedin Heritage Festival. If you want to find out more about uh, the festival programme and indeed about your opportunity to see Bittersweet, uh, hop online to heritage.org.nz and the link through to the Heritage Festival there. All the events up there, including your opportunity to book your place, which you will need to do. It will be very popular and no doubt, obviously, operating under Level 2 requirements, so limited numbers. I do encourage you to catch Bittersweet if you haven't seen it. It's an important piece of theatre. It's riveting, it's funny, it's sad, it's all the things that Claire and I have been talking about this morning. Claire Adams, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM's Awesome Morning Show. No, not a problem. Wonderful to chat to you, Geoffrey. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.